welcome to our Black History Month series of podcasts. I'm Sarah Wadelli, an associate in the Travis Smith PEFS team, and I'm very excited to be joined by Kweku Dapper for this episode, where we'll be talking about role modelling, leadership, and the notion of Black excellence. So Kweku, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm sweet. It's good to be able to chat to you and catch up. It's been a little while since we last spoke properly it has so i should i should probably let people know that um i have known kweku for i want to say probably around 10 years now so we both grew up in south london and had a couple of mutual friends from school and then we both ended up at cambridge where i guess really we became um friends but since then it's been it's been quite a while hasn't it yeah, I think we kind of like kept each other sane <laughs> when we were out in Cambridge because, you know, that's a bit of a, a crazy yeah. experience, which you could probably, yeah, I'm sure you've got stories uh, similar to mine. But um, yeah, it's been, yeah, 10, 10 plus years now. Yeah. So since then, why don't you tell, why don't you tell us what, what you've been up to um, since university, what your career path has been and, and what you're doing at the moment? Sure. So I'll try and like, give you this short story um but yeah post graduating i spent some time in kenya working with a social enterprise that was giving um kind of like skills training for young entrepreneurs in the communities there um and that kind of sparked my original interest in doing some work that is around social impact i guess uh opposed to you know the kind of typical path of a economics graduate which would probably be like banking or, or something like that um, and after that, I worked at an organization called Upreach, where um, we essentially um, worked with undergraduate students from low income backgrounds and, and supporting them to get into top graduate jobs um, based on the fact that, you know, there are typical barriers to entry for people from different socioeconomic backgrounds into these professions, which tend to um, be with many kind of like upper middle class Um, private school educated individuals Um, and more recently I joined uh, YSYS which stands for Your Startup Your Story Um, we're a startup community that delivers programs that support talent to either get into careers in tech as well as um, diverse founders that want to create startups uh, with a tech focus as well Um, so yeah that's that's kind of been the trajectory and outside of that I have a few different projects I work on um, as you know like I have Dapper Chocolates which is a, a family-run business where we produce uh, bean to bar dairy-free chocolates and then also the Over the Bridge podcast um, and yeah with, with three of the other guys and Sarah I know you, you know them as well um, where we speak about our experiences at Cambridge and just other topics that are pertinent to the Black British experience more broadly. Wow, so not much then. <laughs> <laughs> I've said the short version, but yeah, it's kind of hard. To, <laughs> it's kind of hard. So, um, so for people listening to that, um, you know, it it's quite inspiring because, like you said, you know, you do economics at Cambridge, and and people would expect you go into the the typical investment banking job, but a lot of what you have done has been, you know, working with social enterprises and, and helping, um, you know. Char- charitable organizations and things like that and mm. so when people hear that that those are things that you would you know associate with someone sort of being a role model and and that idea of being a role model is is something at, at Travers that that 
they sort of look at and, and the idea of people in senior positions being a role model for, for juniors and, and how that can work and, and how being so senior and having all that experience mm. puts in a position where you can guide younger people and, and help them along their career and, and help them push them along. Yep. And so for you, do you think growing up there were you know people that you looked up to and thought you know oh I want to be like them and then did you similarly have people that you looked up to that actually helped you and and you found that you know gosh if if I didn't have that that person in my life I wouldn't necessarily have been able to see that different career path or or get to that that different stage has Mm. has, you know has a role role model in any way shaped your life or impacted it that's a really good question and one that I kind of is a weird one I don't think there's been that many kind of like external figures that have thought wow I really want to be like this person in their entirety I guess there's certain aspects of individuals that I may admire whether it's kind of like their confidence or um, their you know being mission driven um, having like a really strong value system etc um but i think probably like as far as thinking about people who without their guidance i wouldn't be in a position i'm in i'd probably just start off with my dad's because um i think it's kind of like a 50 50 split between my friends who grew up with their dads in the household and didn't and i mean we've all in our various capacities and and trajectories are you know relatively successful doing okay um but my dad really pushed the agenda of like education towards us and i think that is something that's pretty typical of like an immigrant uh kind of immigrant household in in the uk where um education is seen as one of the main ways in which you can be upward upwardly mobile um so like he really pushed us to like apply for grammar schools and um you know even prompting me to apply for Cambridge which I was originally kind of not looking to do because of preconceptions that I had about it um so yeah I'd, I'd, I'd firstly just say my dad's and shout shout him out because um yeah with it without that drive I, I may not have um gone down that same kind of like academic path which has obviously helped me in and other things that I'm doing at the moment. It's actually, um, it's actually so so funny to hear you say that. Um, funny might not be the word, but it just feels so familiar to me. Mm. Because if if someone was to ask me, I've always said I would never be where I am today if it wasn't for my mum. And it was definitely my experience growing up, where for me at least, I think BAME parents have a certain fear that their children just won't excel. And so their parenting approach um, is a little more aggressive. Yeah. My mum definitely drilled into me constantly. You need to do better. You need to be better than the next person, yep. you know? Um, and it was just, it was just constant. And, and for me, I think at least my white counterparts in school or at least white children that come from privilege, they didn't necessarily have that same pressure to strive to be better than everyone else because their parents were probably already telling them they are better than everyone else. Whereas <laughs> um, it, it was very different, very different for me. And um, it's funny because it puts a lot of pressure 
on you as, as a kid growing up and it's almost like as well as growing up being part of of a minority I definitely had the added sort of complexity of always feeling inferior or not good enough mm. because mm. even even if I got you know 80 percent or nine out of ten I'd go home and it was always like well where was the missing mark or yeah, where's the yeah. other <laughs> <laughs> um and so that extra pressure for me I do think is a very real thing on Bane kids growing up and mm. and for you obviously you've you've you kind of had that same same experience to an extent where your dad was always encouraging you but do you think that there is an extra pressure on black people especially mm. to excel in a certain type of way in order to be respected or mm. seen differently um you know or just basically seen as an equal i guess yeah um yeah that's again another really interesting question i think um just initially in regards to like the pressure to really excel part of that is from ourselves and, and as you like rightly highlighted from our parents partly because of you know their awareness that there are certain barriers so for instance my dad's um and my mom both came in like the early 90s i think like 1990 or 1991 and despite the fact my dad like was really like you know really well educated he had a master's degree when they both came to the country for the first few years they were like working as kitchen porters doing cleaning jobs etc so and also experiencing certain elements of racism that comes with you know being an immigrant in a new country and i think they were very aware that we might go through similar situations so um, knowing that we did have the added advantage of being born and raised here um, there was still that you know that that kind of risk so that pressure I think for me came from knowing that I have to build upon what they were able to um, to do um, and, and build upon that and surpass that even but then also a pressure to essentially pay them back for the sacrifices that they made and just to make um, give them the certainty that the direction that they chose as far as like moving to this country was justified um because I, I think they really kind of live vicariously through us um but then as far as like um, being a black man and having to um i think there is an added pressure to try and show that um we are not the stereotype because the way we tend to be projected in the media um you know there's certain things that come with it which is around kind of like being you know violent or super aggressive or um you know not necessarily excelling in education and and within the the workforce as well so um that kind of there was some element of pressure for me to like go over and aboard academically um and uh while still noticing that you know i do have some counterparts who um, maybe just based off uh i don't know there's, there's there's the whole term of like um being somewhat mediocre <laughs> are still able to um you know do progress well and be seen um in a better light than um you know their black counterparts for i mean it's, it's hard to say what the reasons are but i think there's just an element of familiarity that comes with being the majority that allows them to just 
um, kind of move in life a bit easier, but then also not having to combat those, you know, stereotypes. So I've more recently put on myself to like, literally just forget about it or at least try the best I can to just see myself as being in a race with myself and, and like really going down my own lane and my own path and trying to make that less of a thought because it is something that is kind of like at the back of your head at times even when you process certain situations you've been through um, even outside of like work where you know being stopped and searched and, and all these different things and um, trying not to see things through the lens of of race as much as I can um, obviously there's some stuff that you just can't avoid but I think just for your own kind of mental well-being is, is quite important to to do that yeah definitely and um it's very in I think for me it's um like hearing you say that it, it shows me that you know you've managed to I guess be very sort of self-aware and and acknowledge these different pressures and sort of do things to say okay I'm going to try and shut that off and, and take myself away from it but mm. I think it's quite a difficult thing especially with um you know given everything that happened in the US and now everyone's talking about race um you've seen a lot more on social media people posting things about black excellence and really you know trying to boost um black people in certain positions boost you know the awareness of them and mm. I had a and she was sort of saying to me she she's black and she was saying that it's almost like a sense of pressure because when you talk about black excellence it's it's kind of a very white centered idea mm. um and it's that you know black excellent necessarily means that someone's overcome racism um and no one ever really even considers the effects in a meaningful way or really you know i guess if you're not black really understand how racism affects that person um and i read a very beautiful article actually um and it was by someone called kevin williams and i just want to read a a little paragraph because i thought it was it was really powerful And, and he had said pretending that all black people are superhuman and can easily overcome those policies specifically created to lock us out is dehumanizing in itself we aren't super people and we shouldn't have to be superhuman to get respect from others for us to be considered successful. Mm. It's okay to recognize that maybe not all are exceptional in ways that are inherently consumable, consumable or palatable to white people. And it's okay to admit that a lot of, a lot will fall trapped to the very real systemic racism and anti-blackness. I don't know if that creates any feelings for you, but for me, I just thought it was very beautifully written. And yes, it, it, we absolutely, for me, I think we do need to shout about people in the black community that have done certain amazing things, because unfortunately there is these stereotypes that, that, that are there and, and need to be dispelled. But at the same time, you know, you forget the, the added pressure that that sometimes adds because statistically, a lot of people in the black community work jobs that that don't pay very well or you know they're mm-hmm. not the, the next lebron james or beyonce <laughs> so that doesn't ne- that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not excellent in in a in a way that is sort of seen as as as, as what white people would would yeah. take 
successful i guess yeah yeah no that that's that makes a lot of sense and yeah it was really beautifully said and resonates quite strongly to me as well i think um you know typically <laughs> when we think about um black people and the white gays success tends to be and and you've highlighted it already but like being a footballer being a musician um and you know there there's so many other ways in which we you know can really flourish and 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 show that we are um rather not show but like be able to to be seen as successful and be respected um even in kind of like you know the day-to-day slightly more mundane boring <laughs> mooring um roles that we can play in, in within society um and i think probably more important than catering to the white gaze is actually um as far as like speaking about successful people and black excellence etc is more so as a um and it kind of leads back to what we're saying about role models um because there is somewhat of responsibility i think um to talk to the younger generation of black people and more so for them to be aspirational and to you know with the whole thing with representation be able to see somebody and say yeah i can i can be like him he looks like me she looks like me um they sound like me they're from similar background as me that means that that is possible because there may not be that within their um household or within their immediate surroundings but if you you're hearing about um certain people within like a podcast or a, a tv show or whatever and mm-hmm. you can see that it makes it you know resonates more and makes you feel like you know i can i can achieve those things as well yeah i can yeah completely agree um um for me you know travis looking at the partnership board being able to see people you know that are diverse on it kind of makes you think okay perhaps i can attain that so Mm -hmm. you understand what what, what you're saying about representation so um very quickly before we have to wrap up there's two questions i want to ask but the first is so you mentioned your startup your story mm-hmm. so you want to just quickly say a little bit more about the work that you do there yeah sure so on a personal level um you know i mentioned that we we run programs on the talent and the founder side but um i kind of lead on all of the founder startup related stuff so we've run programs that support early stage founders um, initially 18 to 24 year olds as part of um, one of the London Mayor's initiatives um, but we've also done stuff around like investment readiness we do things like office hours and other types of events um, on the talent side you know we've done a lot of stuff regarding like skills building and actually um, Travis Smith has been one of our 2023 partners um, and we've done you know a, a series of different sessions one was on the most recent on negotiation skills which actually was one of our most well-attended events and I think because you know one thing was around how you can um, basically negotiate for higher salaries and you know that's something that I think black people and um, women actually as well and people from I should say less represented backgrounds in these types of industries sometimes struggle with um, essentially being able to ask for more money and feeling you know kind of getting over the inferiority complex or the um i've got the term that's used again the um you know when you feel like oh i'm I'm imposter syndrome i think that's the one um so yeah getting over that in order to kind of ask for what you're worth 
Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a really great event we've done. But um, yeah, with with YSYS, that's you know I have so much high hopes for like what we can achieve. It's only like a two years, you know, two or three years old the organisation. It started from a WhatsApp group into <laughs> what it's become now. So um, yeah, a lot of high hopes uh, for for what you can achieve moving forward. Definitely, and you're a bit of a, a Travis Smith celebrity because um, <laughs> you're also featured in a guide that we had published last year and it and it was a, a, our BAME allyship booklet and the idea was you know just sort of interviewing people and trying to set out a few actions that that people can take to be more effective allies of the BAME community mm. and so if I could ask you if you had to suggest an action to, to the people that are listening in to that they can take to help become a better ally um, or either become a better role model or perhaps do something towards tackling racial injustice what mm. would you say? Really good question and I think about it quite a lot and it's, it's a question that's been you know I think between my friendship group and, and more broadly is, is something that we speak about um, I think the the most immediate thing is like obviously understanding the, the landscape and understanding the issue but I think that's already been there's enough out there for you to really be clued up and, and be aware of it and I think issues such as you know the um you know the deaths in America and the the kind of Black Lives Matter activism that's come off the back of it is is testament to that but when it comes to actually making tangible steps towards being an ally I think one of the key things is just advocating and empowering um you know black people around you so um whether it be um offering you know work experience to um um or speaking up for a a a young black person that maybe has just joined your company and looking out for them being a mentor to them um or within the space of like entrepreneurship if you're an investor um, actually you know taking the time out to speak to founders of startups um, that are black founded and um, you know where it's appropriate to actually invest in them and when it's not okay I know somebody else that is more aligned to the industry you're working in let me put you in touch with them okay mm -hmm. let me give you a bit of coaching around how your pitch deck can be better really just given um, you know black people the tools i think um within your own ecosystem um to you know go above and beyond what what they um what they might believe um, that they're capable of at this stage um and you know speaking up for them when you noticed any acts of racism or times when there's maybe some bias that is leading to them not being able to progress like being able to jump in and say hey hold on that's that's a problem and and to really like advocate for them even when it's uncomfortable so that would be my my main bit of advice for those that are you know want to be better allies definitely thank you thank you and very well said and and hopefully that's something that people can can really think about and take away so on that note we'll end the podcast there but thank you very much Kraku for taking part um no, very thank much. you for having me it was lovely and I hope everyone enjoyed listening.